0: Hey besties and best stores, how y'all doing? Welcome to the Let's Go Besties podcast, it's D and I'm back again with another episode. Y'all, how y'all doing? I'ma tell y'all how I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. Like this whole month has been really good for me. I've been getting into new things, and y'all know I just officially launched BF about three weeks ago and we we're going strong we in this for the long haul so I hope y'all have been enjoying this podcast I know we have some people who was listening all the way back in 2020 when we first started this podcast so shout out to y'all my original besties and best stars and for those who just are joining us welcome 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 okay on this podcast we talk about everything okay with Jesus in the midst Okay, it's like, it's not a sad thing we talk about, but we are going to include Jesus in it because he is with us. And speaking of that, we are answering a question today, which we always answer a question, seem like. But the question or the title of this podcast is, is God always with us? For those of y'all who do not know, we also have a website and we have blogs on our website and our blogs drop on Thursday and it is entitled is the same title as the podcast. So is God always with us. So, yeah. So let's get into it. So I'm going to start off like this, y'all. It's the year 2022, right? You know, two years post pandemic and um, a lot's been going on. So I won't get into how things were unfolding for me in 2021, because that was a year, okay? People thought 2020 was a year. 2021 was a year, because everything, we was readjusting. But one thing that I was battling with in 2021 was if God is with me. And I'm pretty sure that there are some hundreds of people listening to this podcast thinking like, is God really with me? Like is God just in the sky? Oh, He in heaven. He ain't paying attention to me. Oh, what about when I'm crying? What about when I'm broke? What about when I am thinking I'm alone? What if what what about when I'm lonely? Is God still with me? You know? And that's just where I was. I was I was in that exact spot last year because it was like this was a time where it had just hit me that you know every one of my friends had left me. Like I have, I had have been, you know, alone since 2019. That's when my friends actually left me, but you know sometimes you you process and your your process is a little delayed. That's how it kind of was for me like I was still moving and doing different things, but when, you know, when you get alone and you really start to think about some stuff, it really hit me that every one of the people that I thought were my friends, they had up and left me, and I didn't process it for real until 2021, and then, like, just coming to that realization made me feel, like, abandoned. It had me having, having loneliness, and, like, I, I was okay with those feelings, as long as God didn't leave me, but the enemy was like, oh no, God gonna leave you too. Oh God, God, God had already left you because you did this. Cause let's be real. I'm not no saint and I know you're not no saint either. Okay. I'm not gonna sit here and say I do everything right. That's what I mean by saying I don't do everything right. There are things that I do on a daily that are completely wrong, you know, but Thank God for Jesus. But anyway, maybe you are in like a season where you like, um, is God with me even in this? Maybe somebody in your family died and you just like, well, how is God in this? Like, you know, because sometimes we can question, man, is God really in this with me? Is he in this? Because it don't seem like God is in this. It don't seem like he in this, this storm, this hardship this tribulation it don't seem like he in is and even on the flip side the other side of the spectrum when we celebrate him we don't always think of god you know like if we are like turning up having like a birthday celebration going to a party or anything else we're not thinking about god like we're not thinking about god usually we only think about god when we get something you know what i'm saying which is wrong because he is really there with us all the time. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we're going to un- unfold today, y'all. We're going to talk a little bit about um, the question, is God always with us? And I actually want to go to the Bible because I'm being reminded of this story. Um, that's in, I believe it's in one of the Kings, First Kings or Second Kings. I'm going to go to it right now. I'm going to try to find it because it's a it's it's a very good example of is God with us like understanding if he's with us or not in a situation that may not be ideal so I'm gonna go ahead and turn to it um I don't know if y'all still I don't know if y'all do this but I still gotta go to the um the beginning of the book the Bible to see where <laughs> So see where uh what pages the book start on. I don't care. I don't care. Yes, I'm I'm in God, but I don't know everything, and I don't care. I don't know the Bible front and back, and I'm not proud. I'm not. I'm not too too proud to say I don't know. Cause baby, guess what? When you don't know something, there's power in that. Okay? Cause you get to learn. Well, anyway, y'all. Let me see. All right, y'all. I found it. So. It's in 1 Kings 19. If y'all want to turn and read with me. But I'm going to give y'all a little backstory on what's happening before I read the part I'm talking about. So, there's a prophet named Elijah. He liked the baddest man in the land. This man, he didn't went to the king and told him, you know, you wrong. He didn't went to a, um a widow's house and raised his son from the dead. He didn't he didn't he anointed he didn't he didn't say it ain't gonna stop it ain't gonna rain until I say it's gonna rain again so we're gonna have a famine this is a bad man okay this man is really walking in his dominion and one day um the king it's like the king put a hit out on him he had ended up doing what God told him to do right he did exactly what God told him to do and God had told him basically, To kill all the prophets that was worshiping Baal. For y'all that don't know, Baal is a false god, little G. Elijah basically slaughtered them, just like God told him to do. So the king put out a hit on him and was like, you know what? I'm about to do what you did to them. I'm about to kill you. That's what Jezebel said, all right? So what happened was Elijah had got scared because if somebody tell you they're going to kill you and you don't want to die... You know, you you're going to get scared too cuz I know I would be scared. So Elijah had went and the Lord had told him to meet him at on a mountain, right? So I'm going to get to the part where um it reminds me of what we talking about now. So here it goes. I'm going to read from 9 verse 9 to I'm going to read from 9 to chapter 14 so it says there he came to a cave and lodged in it and behold the word of the lord came to him and he said to him what are you doing here elijah he said i have been very jealous for the lord the god of hosts for the people of israel have forsaken your covenant thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword and i even i only am left and they seek my life to take it away and he said, "Go out and stand on a mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire." And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper, and when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? That was First Kings 19, 9 through 13. Okay. So what I wanted to speak about with this is the fact that even though The windstorm passed, the earthquake, and the fire passed. The Lord didn't try to speak to him in that, but he was there. He was there. And after all of that, God came and was like, and spoke to him in a low whisper. So to answer the question... Is God always with us? We have to realize what we survived through. Here we have Elijah. And he he went through all that. He went through all that. The Lord told him go up to the mountain. And he in a dang windstorm, a dang earthquake, and a fire. But the Lord didn't speak through that. The Lord spoke in a gentle whisper. What have you been through in your life that you have survived? That's the question that I have for you, bestie. What, and best doors, what have you been through that you've survived? Matter of fact, let me ask a better question. What have you been through that you hadn't survived? Because if you are listening to the sound of my voice right now, there's multiple things that God has carried you through. Even if you're not in your ideal situation right now, God is still carrying you through whatever you're going through. It may not feel like it. Your feelings are not an indicator of who is there. Your feelings are not an indicator of who is there. Think about this. You could be in a crowded room and still feel lonely. Does that mean I still feel, and feel alone? Does that mean people are not there? No, it does not. So I've our feelings should not be our dictators. Our feelings should not be able to be, be the things that we act on. The things that tell us how, how to feel. Yeah, yeah, your feelings are good because God gave you the feelings. But at the same time, your feelings shouldn't tell you how to feel. If that makes sense. Somebody felt that. Somebody needed that. Somebody felt that just now. Your feelings shouldn't even tell you how to feel. Okay, because your feelings will tell you that God is not with you. Twenty twenty one, my feelings kept on telling me God is not with me. After like, cause I if if I would have allowed everything that I saw to, to in, in my feelings to tell to, to dictate how I feel, then I would have I would have been like, Man, God not with me. God not with me. But that would be a lie. And let me tell you, we have a real enemy that will come in and try to say, oh, God ain't with you with that. Oh, you thought God was in, you, in, in with you with that? And see, what we got to do is stay grounded in our faith. Because there are going to be things that happen that don't look like what we think God looks like. God is not blessings and roses and butterflies. No, we, we live on the earth. We live in a fallen world. There are things that happen every day that's out of our control. That's out of our control. And there, there are things that's going to happen to you and for you. But it depends on how you look at it. Are you going to allow things to happen to you? Or do you think things are going to be working for you? Which one would you choose? Because at the end of the day, things going to happen regardless. It's about how you look at it. So if you telling yourself, because bad things are happening to me, God is not with me, then God, then you're going to really believe that he's not with you. You got to keep on stirring yourself up in the faith and what he said. If he said in Hebrews 13 and 5 that he will never leave or forsake you, you better believe that with everything you got in your body. It ain't easy. It ain't going to be easy. Nothing is easy, y'all. Nothing. Nothing is easy. Nothing. So I really want to kind of demystify this God is with us. Like, I want to tell y'all the actual meaning of it because, man, at one point, I thought that God being with me was, was like a parent being with you. Now, you know, when you're growing up, you a teenager or um young adult. You don't want your mama and them all up in your business. Like you don't want you don't want them coming and being all on your back. I I remember when I was in elementary school and I was taking a test and the teacher would come hover over me. You know how nervous that make you feel. And for those of y'all who got anxiety, I know y'all feel me. So what you must know is God does not have you under surveillance. God not sitting there saying detecting nothing with you. He not doing that. And just because God sees all and knows all does not mean he is spying on you or waiting for you to mess up. You shouldn't be tiptoeing around your life asking yourself, oh, is this sin or is this wrong? Or just doing any and everything without conscience, you know? Even if, like, you doing something and you know it's wrong. Because let's be real. We be knowing when something is wrong. But even if you doing stuff, like... Even if you smoking, even if you drinking, even if you having sex out of marriage, even if you stealing, even if you cussing, even if you didn't kill somebody, even if you didn't rape somebody, even if you did all these things, when you come to God or had an abortion, because that that set on my spirit just now, even if you did all these things or still do these things, you do not have to hide that from God. You don't have to hide that from him. Because guess what? He already know. He already know. We try so hard as humans to clean ourselves up for God. As if God is not the overseer of this whole world. God seen you in your mess and still chose you. He seen it. He still said, come here, daughter. Come here, son. I love you. It's not the stuff you do. It's who you are. It's who he created you to be. You can't clean yourself up. I know people have this stigma of going to church and hiding all their flaws and putting their best on and all of this stuff. Even at the job you go to, people smiling and laughing and putting on a face, putting on a mask, and faking it for everybody else when they are really sad. You don't have to do that with God. You don't have to act like you are perfect with him. Because he's the one that is perfect. You're not. And that's okay. He loves you anyway. He loves you. He wants you. He chose you. You can't clean yourself up. You will never be able to clean yourself up. If you, are able, if you was able to clean yourself up, you would have did that 10 years ago. 20 years ago. You would have been to that. If you were able to stop on your own, you would have been to that. Let me tell you something. When my friend my old friends left me, I knew that was not supposed to be friends with those people. I knew it. I knew not that they were bad people or anything. They wasn't bad people. That's just not the company that I was supposed to keep. That's not that was that was for a season. And I knew that. But I wanted to I wanted to be around people so bad because I I struggled with rejection. I wanted to be around people so bad that it didn't even matter who it was or what they was doing, or if God tried to set me apart. It didn't matter because I wanted them. So guess what? God had to sever the ties. He had to because I wasn't strong enough. This is, this is for somebody who is in a relationship right now, and you know you're not supposed to be in a relationship. You know that relationship is not not adding any value to your life. But you're not strong enough to break that tie. Bring it to God. Ask Him to give you the strength to walk away. Or remove that person from out of your life. But don't be surprised when things start shifting and moving. It's not going to move in the way you expect it to move. And yes, you will be hurt by it. You will have a natural response to it. Your feelings will will come into play. You're gonna be crying because it's not it's gonna be something you're not used to. But let me tell you God is gonna be with you in that. He will. He's gonna be with you in that. But the lie of I gotta clean myself up has been around for too long. Because that's that's the reason why people don't go to Jesus because they feel like they have to be this certain image no you are his image but you don't have to live up to the standards of people your job isn't to clean yourself up let me tell you your only job is to be with him just as you was created to be you were literally created to be with him okay and and however your personality is Like, you don't have to put on and act like this other person. No, you like the things you like for a reason. You act the way you act for a reason. Bring all of that to God. If you ratchet as heck, bring it to God. If you quiet, bring it to God. If you goofy and silly, bring it to God. Whatever your personality type is. If you serious, bring it to God. If you like to to go and and check the facts, bring it to God. There's room enough for every personality type because guess what? He made him. He made them. He made you. Don't worry about what people say or what people do. If people put on, you don't put on. You go and sit at the feet of your father and be like, you know what, God? I really want to get to know you. But I don't even know how. And I thank you this, this, and that. Because let me tell you something about me. I used to think God was this evil thing in the sky who just wanted to send me to hell. And guess what? I had to face that fact. I had to look myself in the mirror and be like, you know what? I think this. And then I had to look in the eye of my Savior and say, I thank you the same thing. I thank you this thing in the sky that just wanted to send me to hell. And when I tell you when I confessed that to him, there was this freedom that I never felt before because I was finally honest with him about how I felt about him. It don't matter what it was that I felt or how bad it might have sound coming out of my mouth. I told him, and i i I just feel like I should tell you to tell him how you feel about him because As long as you are holding that in, you're not going to have a good relationship. You're going to have a relationship with him from a distance. But he wants you to be close. And it don't matter what you say. There's a deep desire in you to be close to him. Because you're searching for it in everything else and everyone else. And nothing and no one will ever be able to fill that void. You have to go to him. And you have to confess to him. It don't matter. It it don't necessarily have to be that you're like thinking that he is a monster or anything. Just how you feel, how you feel about your life, how you feel about yourself, anything. Because he's with you, he wants to hear this life from your perspective. He don't want to be there, be there with you only when you asking for stuff. Imagine somebody just coming to you asking for stuff. You're going to feel like you're unappreciated. You're going to feel like you unappreciated matter. You're going to feel like you don't have no value. Or you just a, a bank. Or you just this person that's getting used. Imagine how he feel. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, we're going to switch gears for a second. Because I feel like I gave y'all a lot just now. And I don't know where that came from. I have no idea where that came from. Because... I wasn't planning on saying that, but we're going to go and roll with the punches. Um, God is near to the brokenhearted. Earlier, I was saying something about the bad times will make you really feel like God is not with you. Um, and that that is a ploy to really make you think that he's absent. The bad times, it will really trick you if you don't know what he's already said. Like if you don't have the faith to be like, nah, God with me all day, every day, no matter what's gonna happen to me on this earth, because everything is happening for me and not to me. If you don't have that type of faith yet, then the bad times are gonna make you feel like God is not with you or like God didn't left you. Um, but when your heart is broken, that's when God is really close to you because He don't even want to see you be, He don't even want to see you cry, like. He never meant for us to cry. In the garden, it was nothing but bliss. That's what he wanted for us, and he still wanted for us. That's why he sent his son. He wanted us to live in that kingdom with him, and there's no crying in the kingdom. People talk about, people talk about going to heaven where there's no sorrow. They got ghost streets and all that, but nah, he wanted right now for us. Forget heaven. You still got to live here on this earth. We're not longing for something. We living it now. So don't worry about heaven. Yeah, stuff gonna happen. That came from slavery. That's a slave mindset. When I get to heaven this is gonna happen. Oh I'ma get my, my I'ma get I'ma be rich in heaven, I'ma have my magic in heaven, I'ma have all this in heaven. No. God wants it for us right now. But when you are brokenhearted, he's with you. So like instead of running to substances like food and Alcohol and sex and pornography, drugs. All of that stuff to soothe us when we are feeling the way we down. Instead of running to those things, let's run to the one that's nearest. Because guess what? I'm going to tell y'all something that he told me one time. Because I was really tripped out about this. So I'm going to share it with y'all. Because I... I'm gonna keep sharing my testimony for those of y'all that don't know, or those of y'all that heard it before. I was 250 pounds, and that was a really big on this five foot five frame of mine. And I have managed to lose a hundred pounds. Right. The reason why I got up to 250 is because I was eating my feelings. Anytime I was sad, anytime I was mad, anytime anytime I was bored. Anytime anything happened, I was running to food, and that's how I got up to 250. Now, there are still days where I binge or whatever, but it's on different types of food, but it's still not. Binging is still not good. So I was running to food instead of running to, to God. And one day, God asked me, he like, why do you do that? And I'm just like, I. at this point, I told him, you know, you... You, this man in the sky that just want to send me to hell. So at that point, when I told him that, I feel like I could tell him anything. So the answer to that question is of why do I run the food? I told him because food is easily accessible. You not all the time. Like food is faster. Like I can I can get this faster than sitting at your feet because you take your time. You 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 like to take your time. And he like let me tell you something i'm fast i'm the I'm one of the fastest out here like I'm faster than Google like you would run to google for stuff, you'll run to this food for stuff, but you try me and watch how fast I come to your rescue and I'm about to cry just thinking about that because it's just like how would you know if God is faster than the food, faster than the porn, faster than the drugs, the sex? How would you know if you never give him the chance to be that, to be fast in these things? We reach for these things so fast, out of habit, that we forget that there's a God that's omnipresent, that's always here. And we never reach for him. And he's the one that gave us a promise that he's close to us, close to the brokenhearted, way before we was even thought of. Like. I'm looking, for, looking to food for comfort. You're looking to whatever you're looking for. Think about your situation for a second. We're reaching for these things. But we never reach for him. Because we're thinking, I'm going to get filled with this stuff. At least I know this is going to be there for me. At least I know this is going to soothe the moment. Soothe me in this moment. At least I don't have to worry about it. You know what I'm saying? And for a lot of people, you the things I listed, it may not be there for you. But if you ain't reaching for God, you're reaching for something. You could be reaching for perfectionism. You could be reaching for depression and sadness. You could be reaching for anger. It don't have to necessarily be tangible things. You could be reaching for anything, you could be reaching for people. You know what I'm saying? To, to console you, to soothe you in whatever frustration you have. But we never, we don't reach for him. And that's what I want to tell you. Like, he said that to me. And I know he's telling one of y'all this right now. Like, try him instead of the things you you've been trying. Because he wants to be there for you. So, I have some practical steps that you can take. To allow God to be there for you, like, one of the biggest things that I would say for you to do is before, when you're in that moment of frustration, take five minutes to just sit down. Wherever you at, just sit down or go take a walk before you self-soothe and talk to God about what's going on. Get into it. What happened? Why you feel the way you feel? Go ahead and lay out the details and take it out on him because he said to cast your cares on him because he cares for you. Then I want you to recite God is near to me right now to continuously confess over yourself. We talk about manifestation, manifest this too, because this is actually the truth. This is actually something that's actually going to happen. So say God is near to me. God is with me in this moment. Say that a couple of times. Say it, say it a couple of times and wait for him to respond because he will respond to you. He's not going to allow you to be in that moment of frustration forever. He will soothe you, but you got to go ahead and reach for him. You know, like a baby is popping up in my mind. When a baby is upset, the very first thing they do is put their moms up so their mama or their daddy or whoever's around them can hold them to soothe them. That's how God want to be to us, man. He want to sue us. We don't need to self sue. He has us. So I'm going to name a couple of um, scriptures that you can go and look up. I'm not going to say the actual scriptures, but I will say the where they are found. You the homework today for you besties is to go ahead and look up the scriptures because we all need these Bible verses. These are scriptures, these are seven Bible verses that prove that God is always with us. The first one is Acts 17, 27 through 28. Acts 17, 27 through 28. Then we got Psalm 37 and 23. Psalm 37 and 23. Then we got Matthew 1 and 23. Matthew 1 and 23. Then we have Psalm 34 and 18, Psalm 34 and 18. Then we have Hebrews 13 and 5, Hebrews 13 and 5. Then we have Romans 8 and 38, Romans 8 and 38. And finally, we have Matthew 28 and 20, Matthew 28 and 20. God is with us, man. He always with us. We are his children and nothing and no one can ever change that. God made a promise to always be with you. He's not going to renege on that promise. He is a promise keeper. One thing about God, he is faithful. So next time you just wonder if God is with you, you're like, nah, no nah feelings. God with me. I don't have to wonder no more. That's my prayer for you. So Father, thank you for all the besties and the best stories who are listening to this podcast. I thank you, Lord God, that something that you spoke through me will resonate with them. God, I thank you that you are the God who is faithful, that you are the God who will never leave or forsake us. God, I thank you, Lord, that your very name, Jesus Emmanuel, means that God is with us. I thank you that you long to be close to us. And, Lord, I ask you to help us to respond in the same way by not reaching to the things we're used to reaching for, for comfort, but reaching to you, Lord God, giving you the chance to be there for us, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, for, for just this message. I thank you, Lord God, for being here and giving us another day, giving us breath in our lungs. And I just honor you. And I thank you for everyone. Of the besties in the best stores. I pray that they have a good day or good night and that they will be witnesses of your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, besties, for listening to another Let's Go Besties podcast. Remember, you are destined to win because he got up. This is D and I'm signing out. Peace.